Let's just get into it. Oh, shit. Oh, man. I didn't come up with an A. This is the Lexington uh, fucking uh, anodyne Marxist experience. I, we've definitely used that one already. I've, I've, uh, asymptotic. Definitely used that one as well. Agrippina. This is the Lexington Autism Marxist <laughs> oh <my> Experience. <laughs> I've had that trump card saved for years, ladies and gentlemen. At this point, I've been I've been waiting I've been waiting to deploy uh, the final the final trap here. Just setting my audio levels while we're doing this. <laughs> the Lexington Autism Marxist Experience. Well, then you can save the Asperger's for later. Marxist, yeah, exactly. Well, that's when they're 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 delegit. That's when we're going to talk about the trots. I don't know trying to say here never mind ignore it do the rest of the intro <laughs> say your name i'm Aaron. and i'm jenry and this is 16th of june in the year of our lord 2022 yeah um what are what are our updates well oh, yeah save it for the end all right this is a news podcast <laughs> <laughs> there's a bullet point that says updates but i don't know what the updates are i don't know what the uh, let me say this We'll, you'll I mean, get I wrote to the, this. You'll get to the fucking updates. I'm not. I'm not front loading any of this shit anymore. This is a podcast where there's a where we're just a couple communists, and we read the newspaper and um, sometimes, just literally sometimes. And folks, don't worry. Um, when we get to the segment, we'll you, we'll get into all why we've been gone these last three weeks. Um, uh, it, it, this time it wasn't even voluntary. Um, so. First, because we all right, we got to talk about the news. We got to talk about the news, right, folks? We are st- we are about we are a few days in to you know. I was already I was staring down the barrel of this gun like a week ago. Now we're here. Now the firing squads come for us. Um, we're we're looking at I mean like two straight months of 90 plus degree weather wait is it really two straight months it's real i was let me it was like it's like the like okay this weekend is gonna be in the 70s yeah but i was just looking at like the extended forecast and the high every day is gonna be like is like 89 90 um and of course the uh the, the of course you know that's just the raw temperature of course the quote unquote real feel is already higher. The Yester- heat index. Yesterday, the heat index was like 108 degrees. And um, I'm like, holy shit. Oh, my God. Well, if you're working outside. Well, folks, this is the future. If you're working outside, don't. Um, we're going to be uh, probably going to be under this heat, uh, heat advisory for the entire the entirety of the summer, which um, I, I would my advice would be get ready. Um, it's only getting worse. The rest of your life. <laughs> this is your your one of the rest of your life. Yeah, this is the um, uh, what's just uh, play that the the song in your head. Um, well, it's if you're working outside, God, holy shit, drink plenty of water, yeah, and stay in the shade. And if they don't let you, do it anyway. Yeah, literally, if they don't, because here's the thing: there's a um, your life is in danger. Um, you could in actually a, in, die in an unironic, totally unironic sense. Um, I forget. I've been. I was recommended this book about the Chicago heat wave in the seventies that killed like a crazy amount of people, just like in their apartments, killed them. You know. Um, 
that's a book that definitely more climate stuff like this we got to be reading um i don't know this uh there's probably quote-unquote cooling centers or whatever but we know the sort of bullshit they're only open for certain hours and you can only bring certain things in and you have to sort of submit to a certain kind of carceral power to be in the cooling center or you could do what i do and just go to the library (laughs) literally yeah or you could go to the fucking library and um, no one will bother you uh that's I, I saw that there was like the golf course and then something else. I LA. saw the article and I didn't even I was like fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. You're telling okay, what person, what homeless person in need of uh have who needs a place to have cooling mm-hmm. is paying for the Herald Leader? <laughs> who is who the fuck is logging on to Kentucky.com being like where should I where should I go? You know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's not. I get it. It's, I understand. I get why you would put it in yeah. the newspaper so people know about it or whatever. Yeah. But it's a little. It's a little. I don't know. I don't know, folks. I've been in these last three weeks. Well, are we gonna? Go let's ahead just and go ahead and get it. it. Part two of the podcast: the damn coronavirus. Everyone I know's gotten it, folks. Literally everyone. I had it. Aaron had it. Aaron had it when we recorded the last fucking podcast. <laughs> Aaron, you can you can go back and listen to the fucking tapes where where my where my ignorant ass is just eight sitting minutes there. in or four either four minutes or eight minutes. Aaron in. Aaron starts coughing so bad you leave or whatever, and I'm like, man, that's crazy. I want that's probably nothing. Um, no, I got COVID from that, um, and uh, I would say I'm not contagious anymore. But I would say three weeks out, and I'm still um, I'm I, I I'm still sick. See now, I had really bad symptoms. I lost, and then you clean, and then you cleared up, and then I cleared up. So now I'm fine. Yeah, but I lost some of my vision. That's that's co- great. COVID can apparently damage yeah. your retina. So this is what every day I was where I was really sick. I said this, man. What the fuck did they put in that thing? <laughs> um, I mean, they got everything in that damn virus. It was insane. Um, so and to, yes, to gave, everyone who was like, oh, yeah, you can get asymptomatic cases. Bullshit. This is the worst I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I'm still I'm still calling into work. I mean, three weeks. What are you four, six weeks out of work? Yes, because I was. Well, that's the thing. Six weeks out of lame, six weeks out of work. Folks, I got to come back for one shift at my job before before falling victim. Um, to not coronavirus literally well the allergies also really bad so I, I called out sick anyways i don't know folks i'm i guess i was um uh in, in i guess i had way more comorbidities um than i thought apparently so well this is true for every american so um i, I i'm i'm like i'm just sitting there in bed dying and i'm like man no wonder why uh the the mortality rate is so fucking high here. Well, and then um, you have you don't you don't get the numbers because everyone everyone and their mothers doing uh, those rapid tests, and they say you should report it. Holy fuck! But they never do. I well, I, I reported my thing or whatever, and UK was just like, "Can we ask you all these questions?" And I'm like, "No, fuck off." Um, I'm kidding. I complied because uh, because I'm weak. Um, but I was like trying to get a COVID test, and um, like. Like, like, like Wild Health, it was like the last week oh, that Wild yeah. Health was doing that at, at Kroger Field, but they were just like, you know, back in the day, 
Back in our you day. could schedule a COVID test at the like in the student center or whatever, fifteen minutes or something before, literally while you were there. Yes, and I kept trying to schedule a COVID test, but um, you know, uh, my biggest symptom of COVID is just extreme fatigue and exhaustion. I've been waking up really late every day, mm-hmm. so. In the first couple like days where I was really sick and really need, like I need to know if I have COVID if I have COVID or not or whatever, um, I was uh, literally waking up. I would wake up past like one or two, and past one or two was the cutoff for booking stuff the next day. You know, and then it was also a question of like, okay, am I really going to book something and then drive an hour feeling now, like this? Now you have to pay for it. Yes, that's the other thing. And then I, and then now you have to, I, I have to have insurance or it comes out of my paycheck or whatever. It's like so bullshit. So I've just been stealing COVID tests from Kroger. Yeah, me too. Um, but uh, which I recommend everyone do. It's really this is the other thought I really had because the one of some of the few times I went out was to Kroger and I was just thinking I was like, and I know we've said it before on the podcast, but just like so fucked up that. Kroger would rather not just just accept like ludicrous amounts of product loss um, instead of just paying like a few more guys to uh, just check out your groceries for you. No, literally. I mean, like, Very, I, I'll say this: it, it has never been easier to steal. Probably, <laughs> I won't incriminate myself, but it's a pretty high number of dollars. That I've stolen <laughs> We've already admitted, we both already on this podcast on the record admitted to stealing COVID tests, which, All by right. the way, and of course you are, they're like 17, but fuck that. Um, and then, like, oh, your insurance will reimburse you? Yeah. Over the dead fucking, body. Yeah. In what fucking world? My Google insurance? Okay. I'm not, I'm not working. I don't have that kind well, of. Well, I just put it, I put mine in the produce bag, and you pretend it's like, like it's produce. I just. Are you just like. You just yeah, yeah, okay. We should really start sharing our <laughs> tips. Forget the rest of this episode. <laughs> when I, I. You know, I don't steal that often because, um, you know. Uh, most, eighth commandment or whatever. Well, or, well you know, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> mostly I'm buying. Gro- I'm getting groceries for other people and other people's dime, you know. Uh, mostly people are handing me, handing me a card and being like, go and get some groceries or whatever, you know. Um, you know, and I'm like, and I'll just get whatever, you know, but, um, uh, when I do got to steal, I'm really into just, uh, um, either simply not just leaving it in the cart or, um, if it's like a small stuff, I just kind of like, I scan an item and I just sort of put both items in at the same time oh, I do that. or whatever. That's also good. Cause here's the thing, right? Like the best time to steal is when it's super fucking packed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have one guy, which they will always just have one guy looking over. Everything. Sometimes it's two in the daytime. Yeah. But there's also proportionally more people. I don't know. But Hey, let me say this as someone who used to work for Kroger, the yeah. amount of wage theft yes. that they, that they like take from their employees criminal. Yeah. Way in- more criminal than any, than anything you could ever possibly steal from them. And you know, what's even more criminal than that though, Aaron closing every Kroger at 10. That's what's fucked up. Yes. Uh, terrible. This has been Kroger Hour. Um, but uh, I don't know, folks. So over these three, I've been, you know, listening, you know, reading a lot of books, listening to a lot of the damn podcasts or whatever. Not and, our podcast because we haven't been recording it. Uh, I listened back to our last episode. It was good. Um, I wanted to relive <laughs> the good times. Uh, <laughs> when you got it's a spicy episode. Um, but uh, 
really just feeling like pretty uh pretty bad yeah um about the general situation in America yeah um like vis-a-vis cost of living and gas prices and everything cuz that's the other thing I that happened now, like... that was the other thing that happened while I was out guys is that gas became very expensive. Well, what was it before? Was it like in the threes or the fours? It was in the, th- it was in the threes, right, when I left. And when I, and, and I was, you know, and I was in Chicago for a while, and gas was just higher there. But when I came back to Lexington, I think it was, it was in the, it was in like the high threes, low fours or something, and I was like weird or whatever, you know. And then I got sick, and I, excuse still me, sick. yeah, still fucking miserable um uh and then um i once i finally got sort of like stopped being contagious and sort of started venturing out into the world or whatever um i started noticing that gas was like almost five dollars and i was like oh whoa what's happening um you got covid and you got transported into the the hell literally the hell and uh, people keep talking like about Joe Biden. I'm like, what's Joe Biden gonna do? What's Andy Bashir gonna do? Oh, spoiler <laughs> alert! Nothing smart. Because um, in our little podcast world, <sighs> which you know, we've broken this rule, but in our little podcast world, what's the... all that exists is Kentucky. Well, that's not. That's not true. In Lexington. Okay. All right. Um. <laughs> Folks, the update on the election. We've been covering it every episode. What is the fate of District 4? Well, it's, um, uh, the District 4 election, um, which, of course, they fucked up two precincts for, like, an hour um, uh, and put all three candidates within margin of each other or whatever. Um, fate Circuit Court Judge Thomas Travis ordered a re-canvas um, which will apparent quote check voting machine tallies and is not a hand rank recount of ballots, which I don't know how helpful that is. Um, Travis has yet to decide whether the results of that recanvas will determine the top two vote getters, or and this is really the worst case scenario, the three person, re- uh, or if he will allow all three candidates to move to the general election. Oh my uh, god! And of course, um, Barry Saturday. Um, who was representing himself when they said, when we read that last article, we're like, Oh great. Barry's not hired a lawyer or whatever. He's out. No, 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 no. Mr. Saturday will be, is, uh, is, is, um, is, uh, going in alone. What's the legal term for that? Um, just representing yourself. I don't know if there's probably some cool Latin phrase, a juris selda. Um, you can sort of just, it's like it's so funny. Everyone's it's like let's see, talk about the Supreme Court stuff, man. Everyone's like, "Oh my God, what about Starry Decisis?" And I was like, "Who?" <laughs> it's like a yeah, literally. It's a great. Um, that sounds like if a, anyone does like drag in our audience, you should do a great little Starry Decisis. Starry Decisis. You dress up like Amy Coney Barrett. Um, I think that's like someone's starry, OC. Starry Decisis. Yeah, Sonic's brother. Um, <laughs> So the so Saturday is uh, uh, of course demanding that all three candidates must move forward to the general election. So um, we will, folks, uh, we will see. Um, we will see. Okay, now I'm getting a phone call. Hey, no phones in the podcast. My dad. Oh, it's your I'm dad. Sorry, dad. 
Um, <laughs> Hang up. Yeah, I have to. I'm 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 working. Um, uh, let's see. Okay, sorry, 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 folks. Folks, you remember that disciplinary board for the police where they're like, we're going to allow two community members on. And they're volunteers. Asterisks. Uh, yeah, one, they're unpaid. Asterisks. Um, also, we're going to be adding two FOP members onto the side. Um, so they picked. Um, they picked. The Mayor Gordon is picked out of the 74 applications. Hopefully one of you was a lamer, um, which is that I can't say that. Hopefully one of you is Listen a fan of the pod- podcast. Um, <laughs> uh the two new civilian members are Allison Connolly and Darlene Barber. Connolly is a lawyer who has served on the city's ethics commission and the Lexington Human Rights Commission. <clears throat> um, you know, so, okay. Um, Darlene Barber works for the state personnel cabinet and has served. Okay, I got to take this call. This is terrible. Folks, so sorry. I had to take that call. I did get good news. Um, it's, uh, um, <laughs> Small heat wave note, my car is, um, it's bad in many ways, but, um, I now have an hour commute to Lexington with no air conditioning. Um, so uh, I just received some good news from my many benefactors. Um, <laughs> my FBI contact is going to help me fix my car. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah, it's great. He <clears throat> is, however, asking, pressuring me into use some plastic explosives or something. Oh, what? Huh. I'm sure it's Joe fine. Joe Biden's in town. Yeah. Speaking of which, since we're just really going on all over the place, that's the it, by the way. The only final note else is that they got their their alternative is literally Father Sitchko. Um, okay. Do, oh, do we know? Do you, do you know about I, this guy? I, he's like I is he he the one that took bourbon to the Pope? Probably Sitchko, Jim Sitchko. Um, I've met him before. Uh, he is this priest, uh, this Catholic priest, um, who is like. <laughs> Has his own marinara sauce brand and shit. Yeah, he just does what he's really like playing fast and loose. But let me say this: um, as far as Catholic priests in this town goes, uh, all right, hell yeah, why the fuck not put this priest on the advisory board? Sure, I guess as as far as uh, alternates go, they could have picked Divine Karama. They can't. Divine Karama is they talk of too many eggs in one basket. If Divine Karama dies suddenly one day, you know how many already empty positions they would have <laughs> the to fill. The entire local government. Yeah, literally, like, it's well, the entire. It's all being supported by Divine Karama. When you're talking about the new civilian members, for a second I thought you were going to say Aaron and Jenry Lame. Whoa, the new two civilian members. That's great. And we go on there and we keep just like asking weirdly humiliating questions. <laughs> that would suck i mean i can't i would actually hate to be on a police advisory board because like what am i gonna i mean it's an exercise in powerlessness right right it's an exercise in just being stupid just 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 act just like we're just wasting our time literally being a rube literally they're taking it's it they're it's a it's a tactical thing there i the time i could be spent doing literally anything else um such as watching city council minutes or meetings or even a little more active politically. I don't know. Just anything. Um, anyway, the most recent Tribbles episode, which I know you and I just re- most recently yes. went to. At the very end, they were talking about... Um, someone wrote into the show talking about their experience with the FBI. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was um, horrifying. Um, and for that alone, you should go listen to... I don't know what the episode number. The most is. recent one. The most recent one. Hard, walking hard or hardly walking. Oh yeah, 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 baby. The walking. Um, yeah, go 
it's just it's like towards the end or whatever. You don't have to listen to the rest. It's fine. I'm not gonna. I'm, I, it's not my podcast. I'm not gonna tell you to listen to it. Um, but man, it's scary, and it's uh, maybe might be good for if you're like into this podcast in a certain way. Um, if you have if you have a similar sort of political um, uh, persuasion, may, might be good on you to study up um, just what the fuck they will do to you. Um, uh, don't tweet ever. Not full story. Um, okay, now we're getting on to this really big thing. I've pulled an article. I've pulled data from the Civic Lex all thing or whatever. Thank you, Richard Young, for all that stuff. Doing those things. Thanks, Richard. I really, honestly, doing this thing, I should have, like, I need to just, like, go to Civic Lex. Just, like, show up and announce. Hold one of them at gunpoint. And I'm like, Wait, do they what's have- in the budget? So is there like? <laughs> Tell me what's in the budget. Are they all like work from home, or do they have an actual office? No, they have an office. Where is it? It's at the fucking downtown arts center. Good to know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'm cracking my knuckles. What the? What's in the fucking budget, Richard? Um, okay, alright, that's... It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's like... It's like these these last two episodes, we're gonna go, go on trial, they're gonna play this back, they're like, and what did you mean to do to Richard Young? Um, I just want to talk to him. I just wanted to get an award with the man. Um, so, in short... Here is what is going on. Civic. Why did I say civic? The council voted Tuesday, a little a few days ago, to approve a $473 million spending plan that includes, quote unquote, no tax increases, unquote, 5% raises for most city employees and millions more to retain public safety employees. Um, we're spending it. We're, <laughs> we're going crazy. We're balling, except... Um, not, not on the stuff that really, I really feel like a looming crisis about, right? Um, uh, and this one line, I think we're probably going to spend most of the time about, includes several new programs, like a $3 million fund to give zero interest loans for developers to build, everyone say that, say your favorite line with me, infill, infill projects. projects. And this is, I think, I was like, you know... I'm always like, you know, like there's like on the other we there was a there is a kind of skepticism of EMBism, right? And but at the same time I'm like, you know, I do agree with a lot of like EMB points or whatever in some sense. Like there, you know, there is like just a, a low housing supply that's in part of driving this up or whatever. But um I'm starting to realize, you know, I mean I knew it all along, but I'm really starting to externalize it as something in, in contradiction in or, or, or against Yimbyism, that um, the housing stock that that comes in and saves it are not cannot be given to developers. And I'm not even doing like a oh they're just gonna build luxury apartments or whatever. Like doesn't matter if they're luxury or not. They're going the uh, new apartments they're building are going to be as unaffordable as the other apartments. You know, um, the, I can't imagine like they're there. I can't imagine anyone coming in and building new housing. And having it, one not be just like why cheaply the, constructed. Why in the and why in the world? 
okay, we're all like, like especially like in like the Yimby space or whatever. Because mm-hmm. you guys are like urbanists, you guys like public transit, you guys are all pretty ostensibly on the left. Why do you think why do you think real estate developers are going to work on you with this or whatever? Like, like have they infiltrated your movement to this much where it's just like, you know, um, where they're like, they're like, yeah, man, I don't know. Like I've, you know, cause I always used to be like, well, what do I think of public housing or whatever? It would have been infinitely better to just take $3 million and build like some apartments. I know that's not, that's kind of a low number, a nice walkable area with some good well, apartments. Because this is really, and you know, I've been meaning, I've been thinking of working on sort of building like a political, like like pamphlet, like a program. Because I've been doing a lot of reading about, um, like like doing a lot of uh, history reading or whatever. And it's always funny to me how like some of the most important things in these leftist movements or whatever are like, do they have a printing press or not? Right. And I literally have like a printing press, you know. So I <laughs> in need, a way. Yeah, not even in a way. I have it's in my bedroom. I have a large, high volume printing apparatus. You know, not to show my hand that much, but I got a lot of. I have industrial machinery because I have have autism or whatever. (laughs) Um, I literally have. I literally have the press. You know, and I think I need to just because like we do the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think we also just got to start going hard on the stuff or whatever and just start really putting out political programs, right? And what are these political programs? Okay, I'm saying raise idle hour golf club and, and just from it, build your little walkable city community there. I'm saying go down Southland and just delete Control, <laughs> control a delete all the parking on Southland and just build like, like, like three rise apartments between the businesses and the road. Just do it. What are they going to do? Um, cause here's the thing and you know, like, like you, you're just, you need to just the political will on city council is not there. The political will on city council is to give a bunch of money basically for free to developers right zero interest which is so stupid because developers will do it no matter what is the is the thing we always get back you're to. just giving them money you are you think you're incentivizing them and you are but you're just subsidizing the worst people you know and what do you do when you give those people money they in turn <laughs> their power over you only increases you know um like like uh so it's just like um, you need to do it, and I don't... Hey, here's the other thing. You should just... Here's another funny thing, right? Um, I was reading about, uh, for a little bit, in Detroit in uh, last decade, like 2015 or whatever, the city just arbitrarily decided that people's homes were worth more and could exact more property tax from them. Right. And as we just do like mass evictions in Detroit and shit, mm-hmm. you know, just psycho shit or whatever. And to this day, there's really no repercussions that the city ever faced. Lexington needs to just start. I mean, they, okay. Seize Kentucky American water, right? Uh, Maybe we'll lose Jacobson Park. That's the price we have to pay. We're not going to lose it, buddy. Who's going to come in and fucking take it from us? Not us. Oh, well, oh, what the private militia of American water? No, man. Because we, 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 who, who's that at the top? Chief Lawrence Weathers with a gun? Um, 
<laughs> I don't know. We got, I mean, we got to seize that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, does okay. You know, we can't build infill. Um, we we can't fill in the mall parking lot, right? Um, the big fat mall parking lot because of contracts with the land or whatever. Okay, too bad. We're just gonna do it anyways. We're just seizing this. We're cutting off the property. We're building you another road or whatever. So your contract, you know, you still have your main road or whatever to be visible from. You have your road still. Okay, we're slicing off your property and we're going to just start doing stuff. Literally, it's just a map. It's all made up. The, the only the, the the people okay here well here's the thing everyone's like money just made up or whatever the difference but okay the stuff is made up in the mind of the state the state always has the power to just change these things you know um if it just if if the the, the political will is there right which i'm not saying that it is it should be there but i'm just like if you're really running for political office or whatever, you need in the, in, and you want to get anyone excited for what you're doing, right? You need to just promise that you are going to, you know, like, 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 like you are going, like, like, like you have to promise to break the wheel, you know? Um, everyone will have a house, no matter the cost. Um, it w- will it destroy the house? Will it destroy the property market? Yes. Is that a is that explicitly the goal? Yes, idiot. It's not bad. Oh, my home's worth less. Dipshit. You never have to worry about living again. Like that's the like like okay. Your home may not be worth as much, but you also and this is the crazy part. If you go unemployed, it's no longer a fucking death sentence. And and and, and a thing you know like you no longer face literal physical annihilation. Like, like, like from, you know, from, from going homeless, you know, you do not, you do not face just being uncitizened or unpersoned. I don't know. I'm just, it's getting, um, uh, the wheels are starting to fucking come off this thing. And I'm like, this is what you guys are doing. You're going to give some developers some money to do infill. The wheels are coming off. You still have the ability to steer it. And they're steering it in this way. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's like things are going bad, right? And maybe in a historical materialist sense, there's nothing you can do. Um, but I'm like, you can just put your foot down on this stuff, you know? Um, like, like you can really, like, it requires, you know, I remember on our on the table that we had, which is now like forever ago, which was crazy. Three years like, ago. Yeah, three years ago, basically. Um I was just, I mean, like, you know, you really need just, like, a good, you need, a, you, you need a serious, like, PR movement. Like, you need a, <coughs> Jesus, Aaron, you're killing me. You're tri- literally triggered live on the podcast. Um, I don't know. You need some, we need some sort of mass political movement that is oriented around this. And it's fine with me that we don't call it like the communist party of Lexington. Would I like it? Sure. Is that maybe the best tact? I don't know. Probably not. Um, but you, uh, you know, something like this needs to happen. You need to just start doing shit with the words provisional in front of it. Um, you know, uh, provisional housing authority, literally provisional housing authority. Okay. Um, and when here is one thing, $1 million dollars, for a pro for a program for nonprofits, whoever these people are, I don't understand why the government can't just do this. Take abandoned property and turn it into affordable housing. Whatever the also once again, asterisk whatever affordable housing means, right? Like to them, like we kind of have an idea, like like generally what it is, but like is that real rent control? I don't know. 
I don't know. It also gives an additional 375000 for one Lexington. Um, so let me say this. I don't know anything about the programming of one Lexington. I hope it works. Because um, that's here's because like, like, because, and I'm like, and let me say this. If one Lexington worked, would we not give it more money than this? I don't know. I just feel like since we're just on, I don't know, since we're talking about the budget or whatever, and I'm trying to make the budget section interesting by sort of talking about like larger political visions or whatever. Here's the other thing that your big total mass, like cultural shift, like, like political cultural shift would do is um, give people a damn reason to live. Uh, <laughs> like, like, because here's the, I mean, here is the real thing. And, you know, Jeff Young actually said, so I was, uh, I had this bonus article that we're not going to get to um, this episode, but we will read talking about um, uh, Jeff Young talking about gun control stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's right. Um, just on the matter, by the way, I'll agree. Uh, he's pro second amendment. And he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, the real problem is that everyone has gone insane. Um, and I'm like, you're right, Jeff. Um, like, 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 of course, 19 year olds are shooting are like, are just killing people. You know, of course, these 15 year olds in Lexington are just killing each other. What else are you supposed to fucking look forward to? Yeah, what they literally looked, like, what are they looking forward to in their lives? Uh, seriously, I mean, like, 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 and I'm not even I'm not and I'm not like being try. I'm not being dismissive. Or I'm like, seriously, like, and I like say the same for me, honestly, you know, like, 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 like what the fuck do I have going on? You know, it really feels like, like, you know, like, like, like if I wasn't, if I didn't have this political bent in my life, if I didn't, if I did not have dreams of a better, like, like con a, a concrete plan for a better society to like look forward to, I'd kill myself. I would have killed myself years ago, you know? I mean, and that's like the honest truth. And like, that is really the nature of what it is like growing up in America like this. You are facing like 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 your the problem that this country faces is fundamentally economic which is fundamentally political which is fundamentally cultural which is fundamentally economic which is fun you know this is the, the cycle or whatever you know and um uh obviously um liberalism has never been the answer um if they did it it worked once folks it worked once and that was the 50s and it was fucked up um, you don't want that. Look where that got us. Literally, and yeah, and, and how did that turn out for you, boss? Is is what I would like to say. Um, you know, I'm just thinking like, you just hear if you're 15 year, if you're 15 years old, 19 years old, whatever, you hear all about the planet's melting. You'll never afford a house. Melting, you're never gonna afford a house. You like the political scene. Everyone there is like fucking geriatric or insane. Okay, I don't know if you understand. When I bought my when I got bought my car yeah. in twenty nineteen, I spent twenty five hundred on it, mm -hmm. right? That same car, basically, if I were to go, I mean, well, now I've 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 since you know deferred maintenance on it. Basically, it's 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 sort of falling apart. I'm working on it though. Um, like I was just looking around for other cars of similar, you know, like make and things or whatever, cars with even more mileage than mine. Six seven thousand dollars. Wow. To quote Andy Bashir, your car is simply worth more. Um, I mean, but at the same time, it's like, so what is two thousand dollars going to buy you for a car? Nothing, you know. 
and gas is so expensive, right? And this is the other thing. Right? I'm I'm publishing actually. I'm publishing a little. I'm actually. I, I've I've written something for a, a oh, little a, 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 a publication that's coming out around Lexington, talking about basically um like 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 what what city government could actually do if you were Mayor Linda Gordon, what you could do like literally right now. It's an know? open letter to Mayor Linda. It's not an open letter to her, but it's, I mean, it's kind of, you know, if she reads it, you know, she knows who I'm talking to. Um, but it's basically, you know, it's like, it's like the really, like, like, like the fact that like, like what you could do, okay, one thing you could do to really just kill, just, just, just nip some of, you know, the growing cost of living, because it's all related to the price of energy, right? Just the price of oil. Okay. Most obvious effect of that is, of course, that gas is like five bucks. You know, mm-hmm. one easy, easy thing you could do is just make the bus. I'm not even saying this thing. You don't even even have to add collector lines like you should. There's a lot of places I think in South Lexington that would probably use the bus if it came frequently and it actually came to the area at all, right? But just like even with the current best bus setup, change nothing, buy some more buses, run it pay some more people and if you can't find the people pay more for the position throw money at the problem until it works (laughs) literally i because it will make the bus come every 10 minutes and people will fucking use it frequency is freedom amen brother (laughs) um but like you know i mean that's what you have to do if you want to talk about what can your government what can the government actually do you know to um to relieve you know like the cost of like the incredible cost of like owning a car right you know mm-hmm. that's something that requires no seizing of land you know or or or, or building out or or you know starting your own city's construction firm or whatever because that's what really needs to happen um in terms of like actually like building out like rail infrastructure and more urban housing or whatever you know how that happens the real way you have public housing and all these public infrastructure or whatever you stop having contractors you need to there needs to be a great butlerian jihad on contractors man they the city needs to have the public governments need to have their own construction firms in-house it's not full stop full stop i mean just like how how do you okay how do you turn around just like a fucked up like like economically depressed just like and i mean from an urbanist perspective essentially ruined in war-torn landscape Right, mm-hmm. basically, that's that's the level of societal <clears throat> functioning that like every city in America is at right now. What did the Soviets do after World War II? They built. Yeah, buddy, fucking just roll in, build some fucking commie blocks, okay? Oh, I don't like how they look. I don't give a shit. Oh, I don't like how any of the buildings look. How about that one? I think they're all bad. Um, you're gonna love the concrete paneling um, because uh, you're gonna have a whole fucking house. A whole big apartment, and it's, it's yours, nice. and it's and you don't pay anything for it. It is just yours because you are there and you live in society and you are a person. And th- this is not, and 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 we are caring and we are looking out for each other. So you live, you get to live, you know. And I'm saying something is stupid. I know I'm sounding like psycho, I guess, over here or whatever. You're to just so describing people. the Soviet housing program. I know it's like, <laughs> I mean like 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 that that's how you solve everything you know that's how you solve your shooting problem that's how you solve all this shit you just 
have some fucking faith in your fellow man, take, you know. Get make it so that people don't have to constantly worry every single day you need, about prices, about yeah. whether or not they're going to be able to live. You take that you take that worry away from them. They can actually fucking relax. And you know how you do that? And some of you who may have been following, you're like, yes, 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 yes. I'm, I'm, I hate I hate to break your spirits with this. What you need is a workers' government, you know, <laughs> and that's the only way, you know. <laughs> The, uh, the, you know, you cannot, you cannot have these things under the dictatorship of the bourgeoisie. Aaron, stop coughing on Aaron. I'm you're, sorry. You're I'm killing trying, me. I'm this trying is, to move away from this is, That's not helpful. It's, <laughs> this is COVID thing. It's going around. This damn COVID again, second time. Um, this it, virus going around. Anyway, one nice thing, though. $260,000 for a new mobile food grocery store. Oh. We'll see how that works out. Um, uh, I have hope for it. Um, the council added three million, thirteen million dollars, including five million for additional pay to retain public safety employees. Um, uh, the council, like police, yes, and detention centers and E nine one one, who are I'll just say this: police detention and E nine one one, huge, huge budgets, and yet still no one wants, and still just I mean, who wants to be a cop? Who wants to be a cop? I E nine one one is good. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not rolling or whatever. But who wants to be a cop? What are the cops doing for us? Seriously, man, think about it. Like, even if you are like, think the police are like, you know, they whatever. Like, you know what the police do? Protect property, buddy. They just sit there on twenty seven and just and just point their little radar at people mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, fuck. I'm like. I don't know. I'm just so... They protect property, but not your property. Yeah. The property of the state. I don't know. But there's also, like, $2 million more for paving, um, uh, so that, you know... So, there's some infrastructural stuff coming up. There should have honestly been more. I'm waiting Um, for um, the city budget in 10 years when there's a line in there for depaving. Literally, man. I mean, that's what's gonna... Just because it's cheaper to maintain. We'll go back to dirt roads. Buddy, we're going to fucking hit the four-day school week before that, which is really the other thing about this thing. And this is really actually why one of the fine people at Civic Lex who um, uh, trying to make a joke about threatening them in some way, whatever, I shouldn't. Uh, if you work at Civic Lex, we are not threatening you. We're not. This is not a threat. I just don't know where the... <clears throat> I, for some reason, thought FCPS was included in the city budget. And I also thought LexTram was included in the city budget. Well, and it's not. Yeah, they're their own things. I just, but I just assumed that the funding came through the city because the city handled the taxing. But no, apparently it just whatever tax goes straight to them. Yeah, LexTrans like its own thing, and like the city can, and it has a property tax levy. But doesn't the city set the tax rate for that? City, who sets the tax rate for LexTran? It's the city, right? I guess so. I, this is what's so difficult for me to understand. Um, See, and in the dictatorship of the proletariat, this wouldn't be a discussion. It, it would not be this confusing. Um, folks, it's the bus and it works. The bus would just be working, you know. As I say it, and I feel like I really say it every episode, you know, um, during one of the many um, trying times of the Cuban people, um, uh, one um, what members of the cuban government would do would just get on the radio and do like the little like fdr style like fireside chats but it would just be like them talking for like six hours about how like about like economic planning or whatever um you know and people really listen to it um you know they're like huh interesting 
Um, and one of the greatest quotes is um, when Castro was on. Um, Castro was on one of them, and he was like, he is like, uh, he is like, you know, no one in Cuba knows the price of electricity because no one has to fucking pay it. You know, uh, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> They don't have to pay for their a damn utility. We got bill. on this podcast. Not a single Lexingtonian knows the price of housing because not a damn one of them has to pay it. Exactly. Um, uh, Richard Maloney voted against this budget. Um, That's awesome. because he thinks um, so. The city is not increasing taxes, but tax income is increasing because they're expecting their payroll tax to go up 4.9%. And Maloney is like, that's not realistic. It's going to be more like 4%, you know, and that will lead us to increase taxes. And I'm like, (laughs) but increasing the taxes are good, but I need the money. I don't know. Maybe it's not good because the city really seems to not know what to do with it because, um, let me say this. (sighs) Um, uh, I'll get to the, yeah. Um, where is, where is it? Where is it? Okay, I'm trying to Collect find the thing. Cr- the, the public, this is how, talk about how the whole media, culture, politics, society thing works or whatever. People are calling in to city government and complaining that there's not enough money in public safety. Police Chief Lawrence Weather says the department has received adequate funding for next year. We got what we need and then some, is his quote. City, folks, they are, they are stuffing. They have, a, they have a feeding thing for the city police, you know? I mean, like, like everyone's like, oh, you need to fund the cops. Because that's really – because this is the most fucked up thing. At, let me say this. At no point in Lexington's history, like, like, in the, it's like, like, like if we're talking like from 2020 to now, right? Mm-hmm. At no point was funding ever down. Funding was consistently, incrementally, more and more money is allocated to police for police to buy this, for police to buy that. They're buying $5 million they're, to buy more SUVs. They're buying helicopters, you drones. Know, literally, and shit like that. And even, I remember when we, um, when you emailed, uh, what's her name? Hannah. Hannah, yeah, but, but like, 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 like <clears throat> are you really going to vote on this shit or whatever? She's like, she's like, it's important. Unless she and too, yeah. and Jennifer Reynolds, sad, the squad. I hate that. That's you. You said that. <laughs> I never let it be known. I've, n- I've never. <laughs> if I've said it, it was meant to be derogatory. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like so. You know, maybe an increase in taxes actually won't be good because the city, current city politics as it stands, can't be fucking trusted. It's just going to um, go to the police. Or real estate developers. Pick your poison, you know? Um, But anyway. You finally get what you wanted. You've taxed the rich, but. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) It's terrible. Um, The city. Okay. So Kloiber, of course, also voted no. He's the other two of the two people that voted no. Um, uh, He's like, the city is using too many one-time funding sources for our ongoing expenses, Um, you know, which might be a problem, but. You know, this is where we start getting into the fucked up world of city financing. Steve K, of course, our guy, um, and I say that um, only slightly endearingly, um, has a uh, has a, this to add, right? Um, we try to do it in such a way that represents full interest community. Blah, blah, blah. City council members don't ever cuts the budget. Where the fuck is he going to say it? Okay, he was not. The city was advised 
by bond rating companies such as Moody's and Standard & Poor's not to use one-time funds to balance the budget lest they receive a worse credit rating is the implication. Like why Standard & Poor is invited is in advising Lexington that they're like, mm, you should run more, you should run more of a deficit. Or you should build more, you should not be as conservative with your spending. I don't know. Um, which is curious. That's another thing. I don't know. That that's another element of finance. Interesting. Because here's the thing. That's really, you're really starting to get a level of finance where it doesn't make any sense, right? Like right now, as we speak, um, uh, like, like the Fed, you know, they announced more interest rates increasing or whatever, you know, and like, what does that mean or whatever? Like in one of their documents the other day, they're like, the wages of workers needs to come down. To which I, and, and of course, I'll personally say, has it gone? Yeah, fucking hasn't gone up, buddy. Um, it is, <clears throat> it is going down because of. Say it with me. Inflation, Inflation baby. Um, but no, but they're literally like it needs to go down. And um, they – it seems to be if they just keep cranking up the interest rates at the speed that they are doing it, it seems to be that uh, there is – just because, you know, I've been reading a lot of financial articles or whatever, you know, because I'm really trying to get into their headspace or whatever. Many people seem to just want the Fed to just cause a recession, um, basically to uh, – uh, loosen up the labor market, you know what I mean? Oh. Which is such a... Here's another bullshit thing, you know? Um, it's like everyone is still quote-unquote hiring. Everyone quote-unquote doesn't want to work anymore. However, unemployment rate is at an all... is, you know, is um, is still below 4%, you know? Which I'm not saying is good. Um, you know, once again, the Soviet Union had 0.5% unemployment. Um, you know? Hurrah. Exactly. Um... I don't know. And then there's some other the police department is of course also getting more money for their flock cameras because they're implementing more flock cameras. The, <clears throat> the license plate. Another reason to not drive a car in the city. If you know where they are, there is a website for it. Yes. Um, Lexington police accountability. Amen. Um, let's see. Uh, the entirety of <clears throat> um, where the I messed I just threw so much crazy stuff. I just like there's like a lot of like funny stuff that just like um like you know uh people just asked like you know James Brown asked for 95k to fund the corridors bastard plan and people just like okay you know Josh McCurran asked for 2.5 million for the Lexington Distillery District Foundation whatever that means. Okay. Um you know uh the arts uh Jenner is like so small. I don't know. There's like, there's a lot of interesting stuff. You should just, instead of me reading it, because I'm going crazy over time. Uh, it's okay. We've been gone for a long time. I know. They let's need give, us. Let's give the listeners what they want. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to, I don't know. You can read this stuff on the Civic Lex website. Basically, I think we've talked about the most important stuff. Um, a la, uh, things are falling apart and they don't want it. By the way, speaking of financing, I don't understand FCPS. So, of course, the teachers union wanted a five percent raise. FCPS said three percent raise. Bashir's budget was going to have a five percent raise, but then it got voted down. So, I guess it is both on the hands of state government and local school boards to determine individual school budgets. I'm not entirely certain how any of this works. 
this is another thing that I need to just like some guy in civic in civics to be like, so this is how a school board is funded. Um, because I'm just look, buddy, I can talk about the labor theory of value all day. I have no idea what, how property taxes are collected and redistributed, <laughs> you know, um, it will always remain a mystery. Yeah. Perhaps. Okay. Final update. I should have put this earlier, but, um, you know, I, uh, I was late when I was working on this agenda doc. Lexington's median home, median home sale price finally began to taper from April to May with a drop of just under $6,000, according to one analysis. It's the first market dip since November 2021 to December 2021, where prices eased by just under 5000 The middling sale price is still higher than at any other point since at least January 2017. Um... Uh, but the slight relief comes the market will sort of uh, quarter uh, so the mail the main sale price median home value in Lexington has risen by eighteen point eight percent in the last year, according to Zillow. The city has an eighty four out of one hundred on the Redfin compete score as buyers choose to waive contingencies in hopes of pushing their offer to the finish line. This is the most insane line for me. The average home goes pending in about four days, selling for two percent over list price. Holy shit. Where are all these people coming from that are buying these houses? I don't know. I mean, other people are people are selling their houses. People are moving around. I don't know, man. Every, people are like, working from home. Who knows? Um, I think it's just because housing stock <clears throat> is small, you know? Um, and people are just starting to get desperate. People are starting to sh- just, just speculate uh-huh. in a well, way. Also, it doesn't to... help that, like, uh, you know, I have, like, black Blackstone and stuff. Um, Blackstone? The giant Black Rock does all those giant. Oh, they're like buying landlords. stuff for just just buying houses in mass. You know, oh, that's man. the other thing you get to look out for. Well, if you're buying a house in Lexington, you can save five thousand dollars. That's now. that's I'm... one thing in the budget I actually wanted to point out that I found somewhere. Um, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Two hundred thousand dollars was uh, allocated to the purchasing of development rights. This is. This is exciting to me. Maybe I misunderstand it, and it's not as cool as I think it is. But here is the description given for it. Purchase of Development Rights, or PDR, is a more commonly known as Kentucky's first agricultural conservation easement program facilitated by local government. Through PDR, the city purchases farm owners' development rights, which is their right to ever develop the farm commercially, thereby preserving it as farmland forever. This program is important to Lexington and Fayette County because the air is moving. So we can hashtag stop the spread of urban sprawl. Um, uh, to I say, buddy, pour millions of dollars into this thing. You know, um, we cannot allow another Masterson Station incident. Two hundred thousand? <laughs> not enough. Not enough, baby. <laughs> Literally not enough. Okay, you guys let the summit at Fritz Farm happen. For shay. Jeez. I mean, let me say this. The housing or whatever, once again, fine that there was housing. Um, but uh, the building a second mall this late in the game? Guys, come on. Um, anyway. Uh, I This other article we're going to save for another day. Um, unless uh, I kind of want to read it. No, we're going to save it for another day because I really have to yield my time because I want to hear a little bit from your side, Aaron. All right. And with this, I go. You're listening to LAME, the LAME, the Lexington, the, the L stands for LAME. It's Le- like, <laughs> ooh, ooh. Yeah. 
the like not Unix. Gnu's yeah, Gnu's not Unix. That's good. I thought I was getting a phone call for a second. I'm not. No. Um, what? Oh yeah, Lexington. <laughs> <laughs> the Lexington. You're gonna make me say it. <laughs> say it, Aaron. The Lexington Autism Marxist Experience. That's right, baby. And we're allowed to say that. Um, yes, we are allowed to say that. We are. I have my. I have my card. Um, <laughs> uh, and they're like, "What card?" And I flash. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't even. I can't. That's bad. Where I can't make. We're, I can't joke about that. People don't know me. My personal life. They don't. I can't. I can't make jokes like that and just expect. Especially that. Whatever. Whatever. Do we have any any announcements? I was just. Well, I don't know if I want to say it anymore, because now I'm gonna give out our Twitter and stuff, and they can like hate mail us. That's fine. You can hate mail us. That's okay. what the city was made for. We're getting canceled. We're not getting canceled. We're Lex. not. <laughs> I'm like, we're in the war. I'm like, we're not getting canceled. All right, man. Like, like, Lexlamepod at gmail.com. We're holding up a bank, and Aaron's freaking out. I was like, look, man, we're not. We're not getting canceled. We're gonna, it's going to be good. Yeah. We're going to make it out. Um, Twitter is at Lamepod. Is it? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, great. great. That's Lame our Twitter Pod. handle. Cool. I haven't been on Twitter in a while. And our um, and our email is lexamepod at gmail dot com, and I have to say it every time. The stickers we have them. God, we got those damn stickers. These damn stickers. Reach out to us. We'll get them to you. We'll mail if you them want, to you. If you want to tell everyone that you, in fact, are a lamehead, they're quite good. I'd say they're yeah, kind of they're wild. free. By the way, they're, they're zero dollars. You would never tell that it's about communism if we didn't say it. A, social pod, a socialist It's not even red. The stickers aren't like, even red, folks. It's crazy. You know, we're doing crazy hit us stuff. Up. Yeah. Um, leave us a review on iTunes. And five stars only. Great. And, like, leave a, little, leave a little comment on there, too. Because <laughs> I like reading those. And we, you know, we got, our, we got our, like, reviews there. And that's fine. That's good. But I like to read the little things. Uh-huh. It's nice to see what people have to say. Okay. Um, and with that, let's go into side B. Okay. You're listening to the... Can you make me say it again? No, you're just listening to Lame. You're listening to Lame. <laughs> I'm Aaron. And, and I'm Jenry. And this is side B. And, okay, well, we have... I wrote this side a while ago, so we have some old news. But I'm not going to... Let's just gloss over the old news. Aged okay? like fine wine, Aged folks. like fine wine. Andy Bashir has noticed, and maybe you have noticed, that gas now is expensive. Yeah. As we were talking about. Now, I laid out some inside A, some possible solutions mm-hmm. to um, uh, solving the gas solving the gas pri- crisis by perhaps maybe just reducing demand on gasoline. But um, Andy Bashir has his own plan. <laughs> and it's... Uh, you to, idiot. <laughs> to freeze the gas tax uh, increase. So there's a... And here's how it starts. <clears throat> Two cents per gallon might not sound like big savings, but Bashir says it adds up. Yeah, it's especially not big savings if the price of gas goes up by 10 cents every week. It could mean someone can cover their copay for a prescription drug instead of spending that money on higher gas tax, for example. Oh my god, we're doomed. We're doomed. This is the Democratic Party. This is the Democratic Party. Early next year, Bashir indicated state legislators can decide if they want to make changes to the law concerning the gas tax and this built-in increase tied to rising gas prices while they hold their annual legislative session. Senate, Senate President 
Robert Stivers from Manchester criticized Bashir's tax freeze Thursday afternoon, which is like two weeks ago at this point, saying in a statement, while I support working with the governor to find a solution to increase to address the exorbitant rise in fuel costs, I question the manner and process by which he is doing so. It is not within the governor's purview to pick and choose which regulations he would like to enforce. Not only is this action illegal, but it will only save residents two cents per gallon, with current prices in Kentucky reaching five dollars per gallon. It will have little to no effect on what Kentuckians should expect to pay at the pump. <laughs> Leave it to fucking Robert Stivers to sound a broken clock is right twice a day. Heartbreaking. Heart <laughs> literally worst person you know is right. It's a great point. Right. So Okay, and it's funny because this guy is like a professional um, con man, like copper stripper, you know, a, 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 a professional repro man, if you will. Like he, like, 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 and, and even he is being like, like, it's a little goofy, you know, you're, that's a big source of revenue. Are you sure Come you on, want to cut that? Come on. And the guy, okay, man, you got these Republicans telling you they don't like that you're cutting back on this tax. Okay, maybe it is, maybe you've realized it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, not that that's done anything in the past two weeks that that, that, that that's actually happened. No. Here's another um, an article from the Courier Journal. This is from Joe Joe Sanka. Thanks, Joe Sanka. And it's it's about something that's very relevant to what's happening in our dear District Four. Oh. Recounts, specifically frivolous vote recounts. Oh yeah yeah and yeah. The Kentucky Secretary of State pushing for a bill to stop this Mm -hmm. at least six losing republicans from kentucky's primary election last month have filed petitions in circuit court requesting an official recount of the vote including two who lost by 36 percent and and more than 2,000 votes amazing um kentucky secretary of state michael adams described several of these recount requests as frivolous saying he will support new legislation in 2023 to only allow recount requests from candidates who came within one percent percentage point of the winner five of the candidates requesting recount are aligned with the liberty movement of small government conservatives in the state the liberty movement sure so funny is that but is is that different than libertarians i i don't know um was state house candidate bridget ellie saying her long-shot petition is fulfilling a campaign promise to check the tech to root out potential check and unsuspected election fraud. Check the tech. Check the tech. Okay. Okay, well, I, I have a Google Pixel, and I have a Casio watch, <laughs> um, and I'm recording this on a Zoom recording. Stop telling people what stuff this is identifiable information. Oh, oh, but I was checking the tech. <laughs> it was like a fit check, but a fit for my check. tech. All right. Um. State House candidate Courtney Gilbert filed a recount petition in LaRue La Circuit Court. I'm wearing my special Yeezys that I used to record oh in Layman God. with all the For podcast money we made. Despite losing 68% to 32% and by more than 2,000 votes to Representative Brandon, Ta- Brandon Reed from Hod- Hodgkinville. Hod- Hod- Hodgkinville? I said that right. That's funny. How I don't do have it in front of me. Oh. I can't see. H-O-D-G-E-N-V-I-L-L-E. Yeah. Hodgkinville. Um... Uh, Republican perennial candidate Gerardo Serrano. <laughs> fuck, fuck. What a uh, people love fucking throwing around the perennial candidate shit. Uh, it's now very that Jeff Young has won. It's just like okay, like a perennial candidate just means that like you haven't won recently. Amy McGrath, perennial candidate. Amy McGrath, perennial candidate. Amen. Um, 
Palozzo. Did we say? Oh, yeah. Uh, Palozzo was one of the only five Liberty candidates to request recanvassing of the vote. A simple process where they recount the vote at the taxpayer's expense, um, which I resulted could... in the same totals. So one of the people asked for a recount, lost in a landslide, got the same totals. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's dumb. Um, oh, yeah. Also, Savannah Maddox is running for governor now. Hey, baby. Do you know who Savannah Maddox is? I think I do. She's like a very... And Kentucky Democrats put out a thing about Savannah Maddox on their Twitter. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, she's she's just like crazy. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Every, t- every, time, every time we say, did you know so-and-so... Every time on the podcast when someone's like, no way, so-and-so is running for, you know, a position in government... So and so is always just the most unhinged candidate yeah. you've ever met. Have you heard of Senator Adrian Southworth? Yeah. Barry Saturday should um he, he Barry Saturday needs to stop worrying about election politics. He would be right at home in the General Assembly. Someone should let Barry Saturday be in the General Assembly. That could be fun. Mm-hmm. That could be good for him. It would be good for us. We've, we've moved him to a legislature upstate. <laughs> um, we've moved him to a, uh, another he, body. He's moved to Northern Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. This uh, next article comes to us from our favorite John Cheeves. Okay, thank the you, Herald John. Leader. The headline reads, Police can't track people by pinging their phones without a warrant, Kentucky Supreme Court says, which after listening <laughs> to the latest Trillbilly episode, Holy oh shit. my God. Yeah, the problem is that it's probably really easy to get the warrant. But still, yeah. at least they have to actually try at least they have to, to do ask. it. They, have to, they can't just indiscriminately do it mm-hmm. police cannot track people by pinging their cell phones without first obtaining a court issued search warrant the kentucky supreme court ruled okay here's here's my little thing about article writing all right they have the headline and then the first line of the article they restate the headline i guess yeah i mean it makes it e- a little easier to copy and paste for I me i guess so maybe they're writing it just for us yeah citizens have a right to privacy under the u.s and kentucky constitutions to protect their real t- real-time cell site location they don't information or csli funny i'm so talk about them it's such a fuck thing in constitution the fourth amendment both be is is both the thing that it's like both the one thing preventing you from just like like just being like like constantly like followed by like gestapo but it is also the thing that like um it is also the thing that propels the beast more than anything you know i'm just like so stupid that those are that 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 is That's rolled up in, it's rolled up into the same amendment that like private property oh, whatever good great thinking there whoever wrote the fourth amendment yeah well oh uh, god i mean let me say this if you're like a i mean once again like if you're if you're of that persuasion genius thinking you know um if you're uh, anyone else, if you're just a living human being, you're probably like, this sucks. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the Supreme Court, the, the High Court. The High Court. The High Court. Not the the Kentucky Supreme Court said this. So uh-huh. I said in a 4-3 opinion, um, in obtaining an individual cell phone real-time CL... C- God, this fucking jargon. Real-time CSLI, police commandeer the cell phone and its transmissions for the purpose of locating the individual. Chief Justice John Minton Jr. of Bowling Green wrote for the court's majority. 
Quote, we find this usurpation of individuals' private property profoundly invasive, and we liken it to a technological trespass, Minton wrote. Such an appropriation of an individual's cell phone is precisely the sort of invasion that we find the average citizen unwilling to accept. Yeah. In April 2017, Versailles police discovered that an armed robbery suspect on Davenita Road, Davin, oh, suspect Davenita Reed, uh, was driving along Bluegrass Parkway calling AT&T, by calling AT&T and asking the company to ping Reed's cell phone, identifying the satellite towers nearest to him for 90 minutes. That information let police catch Reed as he re-entered town. He ended up with seven year, a seven-year prison sentence. Reed's attorneys appealed the use of that search and evidence of that search and evidence obtained as a result of it, including the weapon found in his vehicle, and they are argued that his privacy rights protected him from unreasonable search and seizure, which is why police must justify their searches in ju- to judges to obtain a search warrant. Office of the Attorney General Daniel Cameron, arguing for the police, said. A warrant was not necessary in this case because you just, Reed was driving on a state highway where he did not have reasonable expectation of privacy. Holy Bullshit. Bullshit. Well, you didn't know he was on the state highway until you found it. That is not a... And unlike a traditional phone search where the police took look for texts or photos from the device, the Versailles police did not examine Reed's phone, the Attorney General Office said. They asked for a third-party phone carrier to share information from its satellite towers, which the carrier agreed to do. Yeah. Well, and of course they will. I mean, your I mean your phone is in crazy insecure, and in fact, it's been used for far more nefarious things. Um, uh, this is something that merits further research. But I was once told that there was something up with everyone's phone during the Ferguson protests. Um, really? Yeah, and like um, in the area or everyone know in the area like of the protest or whatever and um uh that definitely i don't know uh, you gotta you know don't bring your phones to protest folks no it's i know it's difficult to you know it's a little confusing because you're know, like how are you gonna keep in contact people or whatever but radio. just don't yeah what <laughs> radio um <laughs> become a a fc an fcc technician Yes. Um, yeah. Get, get your get, license. Get your license. Communicate in Morse code. You know, adapt, improvise, overcome. Um, mm-hmm. In dissenting opinion Thursday, Justice Lawrence Van Meter of Lexington yeah. said, <laughs> "That checks out." <laughs> says that his colleagues improperly relied on a 2018 U.S. Supreme Court decision, Carpenter v. United States. Uh, that required police to get a warrant before they searched historical cell tower data. That decision did not address real-time cell tower data. Unlike the car- police and Carpenter, who were trying to use cell tower data to solve past robberies, the Versailles police tracking Reed had a specific suspect on the loose whom they believed to be dangerous. Quote, officers were attempting to apprehend an armed man who had just completed a brazen robbery in a public space before entering the vehicle and fleeing the scene, Van Meter wrote in his dissent. Reed's case will return to Woodford Circuit Court for further action. Funny. Yeah. Well, I don't really give too much of a shit of what Mr. Horseman himself has to say about um, that. But, uh, yeah, interesting stuff, folks. And then, you know, I'm just kind of, like, perusing the, the Herald Leader app. Jeez, you're just, re- I mean, you're winging it. All right, We're what just do we doing it live. Well, here's, here's one. If you're from Shelbyville, this one's for you. <laughs> the Claudia Sanders house is being sold. This is like completely off the rails. Okay. Um, 
And with that, it's happening again. Yeah, but not <laughs> happening again. No, the, Clad- the Claudius Anders house is for sale. Um, there's one quote in here. I was like, this is kind of weird. Um, I'm just looking. As fans of the Kentucky Fried Chicken history probably know, Harlan Sanders opened his original restaurant in Corbin, where he developed a secret recipe and patented blah, 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 blah. Um, in 1959, the Sanders moved to Shelbyville, where Sanders opened the original KFC headquarters and restaurant, now known as Claudia Sanders, that burned down in 99. Uh, here we go. Claudia was the unspoken hero of her husband's business, and he, and, he wanted to, and he wanted to honor her by creating Claudia Sanders' dinner house and associated brands. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I honor you by turning you into a franchise. There's so much rich history included in this sale. It's exciting to think about how the, that potential lies ahead for the right buyer. Taco to, Bell. To honor and protect this legacy and grow the brand even farther. Grow the brand. Um, I've, I've been to this place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's up with it? It's not good. Okay. Yeah, we had to go there um, in high school for KYA. Uh-huh. Um, oh, this is just published. Here's one. Okay, whoa. Uh, there, uh, more, uh, more Kentucky State news. Great. What, um, what do we got? Well, Martial law. Martial, no, not not the state of Kentucky. Kentucky State University. Oh God. Well, yeah, of course. Those guys. Yeah. Do they have someone? Uh, they have four candidates named for the interim president of Kentucky State University. Awesome. Healthy. Um, James A. Anderson, Everett Freeman, Patricia Lofton oh. Hardaway, and Ronald A. Johnson, who have all worked in higher education at historically black colleges. Since we're on the subject of talking about colleges, I will just add another budget I didn't talk about on this episode was the UK budget. And really, the most important thing to know about the UK budget is that UK has increased its tuition by the maximum, uh, the, the cost of attendance by the maximum amount allowed under state law. Wait, the the tuition has gone up? The the tuition has gone up 2%. Oh my fucking god. Which is so okay, so the rules are um it tuition cannot you cannot raise your tuition you can raise your tuition a maximum of 2% per year or uh a maximum of 3% every 2 years. So you can't do back-to-back 2% ways. You have to do like a 2%, 1%, 2%, 1% if you want to get the max amount. And that's exactly what UK did. They did a 1% tuition raise now, and then they did a 2% tuition raise here. And they're like, that's the maximum, you know, mm-hmm. a lot. So I'm like, you know, my answer is um, to this is, uh, fuck you. Stop raising the cost of this thing. You're only making yourself more useless. <laughs> wow. And with that, it's happened again. Yes, you've wasted another perfectly good hour and 15 minutes. Well, I love that. Yeah. Well, that's what they want. A 50-minute long side A. They told me it could never happen. <laughs> Wait, was it really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So you were like, I want to keep going. I was like, okay. All right. Uh, our esteemed executive producer is Charlie Carey. Our stickers and buttons are designed by Claire Thompson from Claire Thompson. Charlie got Art. COVID, too. I just want to throw oh, that out Charlie? there. We're all in fucking sick. Claire didn't get COVID. No, well, Claire's a, um, uh, a Calvinist, so... <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Where Claire Thompson Art dot com is Roaming the streets of Geneva. <laughs> they said it couldn't be done. Um, our, what, uh, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, email us at lexanpod at gmail dot com. Um, 
I don't know. And even though fucking the everyone, every, you listen to this episode, you get COVID every time they hear us say it. <laughs> this is lame. Great. Great stuff. That, that was, was lame. Yeah, man.